This is Frontline on Air. Major stories on the go. A country of others. It was a year when hate speech hit new lows, challenging the trust of Muslims in the country's fraternity. Kunal Purohit. The video starts with a question. Kya karega Modi aur kya karega Yogi? What will Modi do and what will Yogi do? You see a beach crowded with families. Peppered across it are burqa-clad Muslim women. The male voice you hear is more distraught than defiant. It tells you these visuals are from Mumbai's Juhu Beach, not Karachi. I feel like I'm in some Islamic state, the voice says. For 2 minutes, the man calmly walks across the beach, recording Muslim families layering their visuals with his fears. There is a call to action at the end. If we, those who remain, don't unite, you can imagine what will happen to us, he says, as children play in the sand. Just as the year was drawing to a close, this video, faceless and ownerless, went viral in a new India where demonstrations of hate are celebrated. Millions of people viewed it, shared it and possibly agreed with it. For the last decade, we have seen visible manifestations of communalism from political players. Orchestrated riots, hate speeches, dog whistling by leaders. Remember when the prime minister asked us to identify protesters by the clothes they wear? But 2023 challenged this notion. Hate no longer had to be delivered to us. We did not need speeches, nor did we need tactful sublime nods. This is the year hate was crowdsourced from ordinary non-political citizens who had turned into lone wolves in the service of communal disharmony dedicated to establishing a Hindu first nation. From looking for signs of an Islamic takeover on Juhu Beach to a radicalized railway protection force constable carefully picking out Muslims in a crowded railway coach and shooting them in cold blood. from a school teacher in uttar pradesh goading students to assault a weeping muslim boy while making disparaging remarks about his community to a school in gujarat leaving out a muslim student when felicitating school toppers hate is now rising bottom up unlike before none of this is orchestrated by vigilante right wing units or overzealous activists in new india executing hate is no longer their domain instead So pervasive is the ideology that hordes get signed on as willing foot soldiers without even being formally recruited. This will go down as the year when the mob was individualized and outsourced. Lying behind this ingenious recruitment miracle is years of work, both overt and covert. For the overt, 2023 offered some potent evidence. hate speech The most overt recruitment tool was hate speech Hindutva Watch HW an online database that tracks the activities of the Hindu right wing reported that the first 6 months of the year alone saw 255 gatherings where anti-Muslim hate speeches were delivered It would be safe to assume that most of them would have gone unpunished and even unrecorded if not for initiatives 
like Hindutva watch. I have witnessed this up close in my state of Maharashtra. Of the 255 hate gatherings recorded nationally, more than 30% came from Maharashtra. The country's richest, most industrialized state has become a cauldron of hate speech. Since early 2023, there have been a constant stream of rallies held by amorphous right-wing groups born overnight after the BJP executed a coup to wrest power in the state. In rally after rally, thousands have gathered to listen to speakers orating in a tone as menacing as that of the faceless voice on Juhu Beach, warning them of the existential threats they face from Muslims, of Muslim men luring their daughters, and of their temples being broken down and replaced by mosques. Most rallies ended with clear calls for action. Increased vigil on their activities, violence against such enemies of Hindus, denying them homes and jobs. Hate flowed freely in rallies across Maharashtra. The Indian Express in a report said at least 50 rallies had been held in just 4 months across the length and breadth of Maharashtra. stoking issues like love jihad and land jihad both imagined conspiracies of the right wing for times like these the supreme court had in april 2023 issued clear directions on what law enforcement agencies must do the court said such hate speech was a serious offense and asked all states and union territories to take so more to action to register cases even without formal complaints yet the maharashtra police reporting to state home minister devendra fadnavis remained tight-lipped looking away and pretending to have not known about the rallies after being prodded by the supreme court the police shook off some of its inertia and started accepting complaints from citizens about these events though it booked a few speakers no one was arrested boyd and assured the rallies continued in full speed the implications of such free hate available on tap were not too difficult to capture the rampant communally charged rhetoric unleashed a series of visible incidents in the state not particularly known for such hate politics an investigation i authored for the website article 14 found at least 41 incidents of communal tensions and violence between january and september 2023 while most incidents were linked to mobs of right wing units engaging in violence or stoking tensions there were some which stood out because they were spontaneous in places you would least expect in kolhapur A classroom session on religious discrimination was interrupted by a group of students who insisted that Muslims quote were rapists who never got punished. The teacher's protestation was ignored by students who then went on to record and circulate on social media platforms an edited clip of her making anti-Hindu remarks. Right-wing outfits descended on the college and ensured the teacher was suspended. Similarly in the same town another student wrote Jai Shri Ram on his answer sheet and when faced with censure from the invigilator went on to mobilize a mob which barged into the college to protest In Mumbai a Muslim delivery agent carrying a food parcel 
was assaulted and forced to chant Jai Shri Ram. None of these incidents was organized or orchestrated with in-depth planning, nor were these necessarily the handiwork of political activists. These were ordinary citizens who, consumed by biases and prejudices, were driven to act on them. Lessons from History Unfortunately, such self-mobilization is not new to history. One of the most striking aspects of Nazi Germany was how non-Nazis, those who were not affiliated to the Nazi party, became willing participants in the Nazi project. So consumed were they by Nazi propaganda which dehumanized Jews and painted them as evil that ordinary Germans, of their own volition, enforced social and economic boycotts of Jews, refusing them homes and jobs, harassing them in public spaces, cutting off personal ties. As Germans turned into Nazis, the political project helmed by Adolf Hitler found support in ways it had not anticipated. By the end of the 1930s, Nazi policies, combined with the support they received from ordinary Germans, resulted in the near isolation of Jews from German society. Everyday casual hate and bigotry performs the same role, be it in Nazi Germany or New India. It seeks to vilify and dehumanize the minority subject, be it Jews or Muslims, and stokes fear and anger around them, real or imagined, in a manner that does not really register itself as an event. Adding to this lethal mix is a special brand of popular culture dipped in the tenets of Hindutva that is normalizing the ideology even more. Songs, poetry and books, all created with the intent to push the Hindu right-wing thought deeper into popular psyche, have used catchy tunes, rhythms and seemingly credible books to normalize some of the most hardline and rabid aspects of the ideology, making them sound logical. Such popular culture makes hate a constant daily affair. It works round the clock, making an impact each time these songs, poetry and books are consumed. It is not hate speech, nor is it a riot or a murderous attack. That is what makes it difficult to track and capture. This ability to slip under the radar and yet pervade everything from relations to conversations is what makes it insidious and potent. Underplaying One's Identity In August, the Bharatiya Janta podcast, a cheekily named podcast, invited ordinary Muslims to share their quotidian experience of living in New India. The stories were heartbreaking. From someone who is scared of his family carrying non-vegetarian food on a train to another who suppresses her views about current affairs because she is afraid of being boycotted in the workplace because of her religious identity. For all of them, the message seemed clear. Their Muslim identity had to be underplayed or made invisible. The year 2023 made such concessions more conspicuous. This was also the year that a ruling party MP, Ramesh Bidhuri, representing a chunk of New Delhi elites, rose in parliament, abused a fellow Muslim MP, calling him communal slurs and walked away without consequence. Days later, Bidhuri was rewarded by the party, which gave him additional responsibility 
to head its election affairs in a Rajasthan district. With 2024 only a few days away, dark clouds have begun to hover over the remaining vestiges of India's secular state. In Madhya Pradesh, the first decision of the new BJP government headed by Mohan Yadav was to ban the sale of meat, egg and fish in the open, ostensibly because it violates food safety laws. In Uttarakhand, the BJP state government seems all set to implement a uniform civil code which will do away with religious personal laws. As the 2024 general election is announced in the coming weeks, exercises in competitive hindutva will only heighten. So will concerns around India's status as a secular republic. Kunal Purohit is an independent journalist and the author of a new book H-pop: The World of Secretive Pop Stars, published by HarperCollins. He tweets at @kunalpurohit. This is Frontline on Air. Major stories on the go.